And today I want to speak to you about time change. Time change. Now you see, all of us in here, we all have something in common. It's something that affects every part of our life. It affects our family, our happiness. It affects our health. It affects our goals. It affects our spiritual life. And that is that we are all busy. We're all busy. Our lives are busy. Our family is busy. We have distractions. We have things that pull on us. We have interruptions. We have deadlines. Honestly, busy is our new normal. And so because we're so busy, we actually have to schedule time with our family. We coordinate our calendars together to do birthday celebrations or to spend time or do a date night or maybe just to take a vacation. We have to get everybody's calendars together to find a time. And so because we're so busy, we have all these devices and these Things that help us, like calendars and planners and apps and our phones. And they manage every single minute of our life. You see, we get so busy that sometimes when we're not busy, we don't know what to do with ourselves. And I see this with people sometimes. They'll be sitting down and they have nothing to do, and it makes them actually a little nervous. Do you see that sometimes? And so they just pull out their phone and they start doing something because we don't know how to not be busy. You see, there's a good and there's a bad busy. It's not necessarily bad to be busy, but every day we make a decision with our time on what kind of busy we're gonna be. Every day we make a choice on how we are going to spend our time. And see, this is not a new struggle. We see this even back in the the Bible. And so tonight we're gonna look at a story in the book of Luke chapter 10. Feel free to open up your app, your Bible app, your Westover app, the, the notes are going to be there for you. But see, we're going to be looking at a story as you, as you turn there about a, a couple of people that we are very familiar with, Mary and Martha. You see, what was happening at this time is Jesus was in the middle of his ministry. And so he's going around from town to town, preaching, teaching, doing miracles, and the people are known and they come around him. So this time he goes into the town where Mary and Martha live. And they're friends of his. We know about Mary and Martha. We've heard the story of them. Their brother Lazarus was raised from the dead at one point. But in this story, Jesus comes to their house. And both sisters have a choice that they have to make with the time that they have with Jesus. And so let's look there in verse 10. I'm sorry, excuse me, 10, verse 38 through 42. And it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he, Jesus, came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And so she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all of the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Now I just want to stop right here, because I think every parent in here, you've actually experienced this in your household. You, the sibling rivalry that happens, right? So one's doing work, one's doing a chore, and the other comes and says, Mom, Dad, this isn't fair. The other one isn't helping me. Somebody needs to help me. 
That's exactly what's happening right here. One feels like they're doing all of the work, and the other one doesn't. But look in verse 41 and what Jesus says. He says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. You see, each sister had a choice. Each sister was presented with the same opportunity. They both had the opportunity to spend time with Jesus, and one of them chose the busy thing, and one of them chose the better thing. See, society wants us to choose the busy thing. Society tells us that we should measure time by seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years. And we we hear this in people all the time, only have a few hours to give to that, or only have a couple of minutes right now. But see, God is inviting us to measure time by the value it brings to our family, the fun that we have, the influence we can create in that moment. See, we have three options on how we choose to spend our time. There's three choices that are presented to us in every moment. We can choose to spend our time on the unimportant things, like social media or electronic devices or a fantasy football league. All the women in here say amen. Or we can choose to spend it on urgent things. And those things are like the interruptions that come in day-to-day life. Your kid is sick out of nowhere, or that your son comes home from school and he tells you he has a science project that's due the next day. He's known about it for two weeks, but he just decided to tell you tonight. That becomes an urgent thing in your life. Or we can choose to spend it on the important things. The important things like quality time with our spouse, goals for our family, maybe taking a class or pursuing a degree. And each choice that we make It affects our spiritual growth, our time management, and whether or not we are going to build a stronger family. So today I want to give you four steps to make a time change. Four steps to make a time change. The first one is do. We need to do. Verse 40 says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work myself? Tell her to help me. See, we must do the urgent things that come up. We have to do them. When our kid is sick, we have to take them to the doctor. We have to pay our bills. We have to file our income tax in a few weeks. These are things that we have to do. But sometimes in life, the urgent becomes everything. And we allow the urgent to consume us. We allow the urgent to begin to control our lives. So if you find yourself that you're always being controlled by the urgent, then maybe we need to change the way we prepare for things. Or we we need to budget our time better or create better deadlines so that the urgent isn't always what is consuming us. Because see, when we're focused on the urgent, it distracts us from the important. When we focus on the urgent, it distracts us from what's important. And what's urgent can become the enemy of what's important. What's urgent can become the enemy of what's important. See, that's what happened to Martha. 
She's in the situation. She walks in. She's presented with an opportunity, and she has a choice between the busy and the better. And she allows the urgent of the situation to take over. All she sees is the preparations that have to be made and the things that they have to do to host and all of these other things. And she chooses the urgent. I think sometimes we allow ourselves to get consumed in the urgent. I know that that is something I struggle with. And I think a lot of moms in here, we can get caught up in that. We look at all of the responsibilities that we have. We look at the task list in front of us. We look at the house. We look at the kids and we say, if I don't do it, nobody else will. If I don't do it, I know nobody else is going to do it. Or if I don't do it, it's not going to get done the way I want it to get done. And so we take all of these things on, and then our list builds, and our list builds, and then we have this to-do list, and then we're running here, and we're running there. And it's just like, I have to, I have to. And then all of a sudden, the urgent controls us. The urgent is everything, and there's never time for anything else. Don't let the urgent become the enemy of the important. The second step that we have to do is we have to decide. Decide. Verse 42 says, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen or decided what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. See, we must decide and schedule the important things, not the urgent things. The important things. That's what Mary did in this situation. Mary walked into the situation. She saw the, the opportunity in front of her, and she realized that the most important thing at that moment was Jesus. She had limited time with Jesus. And so she probably saw the same thing that Martha saw, the same issues, the same need, the fact that maybe the house wasn't prepared. But she said, you know what, that's not as important as Jesus. And so she sat at his feet, and she chose the better thing. It wasn't that the preparation was bad. That was actually probably a good thing. But sometimes good is the enemy of great. Sometimes the good things that we want in our life or the good things that are out there become the enemy of the greater thing that God's wanting to do. So we need to decide and make decisions for our family, the important things. We need to decide to go on that family vacation. We need to decide to take that class and pursue our degree. We need to decide to take our sons fishing or spend time with our daughter doing the things that she wants to do. But it's easy sometimes to put off the important things because all of the emergencies crop up, all the things that we don't expect, and they come to the forefront. And you can tell when somebody is putting off the important things because they'll th say things like, well, someday we will, or it would be nice to, or eventually we will get to that, fill in the blank. Whatever that is that you keep coming back to, that's the important thing. Because, see, the important things create value. The important things bring value to the family. They bring value to your life. And we need to make sure that we bring value to the important things. You see, I grew up in a pastor's home. And our life was busy. It was busy. There was always something to do. There was always a church service. There was always a church activity. My parents had to go and do funerals and hospital visits and all of that. And it was very easy to get very busy. But see, the one thing that we always did that was so important to us, and we, my parents did this from a very young age, is we took family vacations. 
it was something that we loved to do. And so we would sit down together and we would plan it and decide what is the vacation that we're going to take. And we would plan months and months ahead of time. And so we would decide maybe we're going to go to Disney World or we're going to go visit the Grand Canyon or whatever the trip was that we decided we were going to do. And then we would start talking about it and saving. And my sister and I, we would save up our vacation money and put away all of our allowance for weeks and weeks and weeks so that we could spend it when we were there. My sister would spend it in the first day. I didn't spend mine at all. Completely different personalities. So it was something that we looked forward to. And we would be in January talking about, man, in the summer we're going to do this. And we'd sit around the table and talk about it. And then in March, we're still talking about it. So by the time it came in the summer and we went on that vacation, we spent an amazing time together. We would have the greatest memories. And we'd spend time together and we'd hang out and we'd laugh and we'd joke. And we would walk away and months later, we're still talking about the event. Now today, 20 to 25 years later, don't do the math, um, that is still something we talk about. It is still something we look back on on specific memories. And we'll say, you remember that one time when? Or do you remember that one time when that thing happened? And we have all of these jokes because it's something that we created memories with. See, quality doesn't have to be in the big things to make a big impact in your family. Create family practices to create memories with your kids. See, time is not measured by a clock. It's measured by moments. Time is not measured by a clock. It's measured by moments. And moments are what we remember. Moments are what your kids are going to remember. They're not going to remember all the little things you did to get their lunches packed or all the little things you did with their homework. They're going to remember the moments that you set aside for them. They're going to remember the moments that you spent together where you made them the most important thing. So moments make memories. Make sure to be fully present and fully invested in that moment. Decide that that is an important thing and be there, be present, because the moment passes so quickly. The third step that we need to take is to defer. Defer. Verse 41 says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. See, we must defer and put off the not important things. There are things that we need to put off to the side for the important things. See, Martha walked into the situation and she viewed cleaning and preparing as the most important thing. Now, it's nothing wrong with cleaning. And every mother in here says, oh, come on, ladies. There's nothing wrong with cleaning. Everybody needs to do it in our household. I wish that when God was creating the Ten Commandments on the mountain, and he's there in front of Moses, and he's etching it into the stone, and he finishes with the ten, I really wish he would have put an eleventh right at the bottom that said, whoever makes the mess cleans the mess up. And then he would have taken it down to the people. I think our lives as moms would be so much easier today. But he didn't do that. See, Jesus did not correct her for cleaning. It wasn't that cleaning was wrong. It wasn't that the choice that she made was wrong or the thing she was doing was wrong. It just was not the right thing at the right moment. And there's a difference. There are things that we can put off. 
We need to find the important thing and focus on that. So what are some things that you can put off to unbusy and unclutter your life? To put off so that you can spend time and make your family important. Maybe it's okay to leave a sink full of dirty dishes one evening and not clean up and instead spend that time with your kids before they go to bed. So now I've given you permission for tomorrow night, no clean dishes, leave them there, spend the time with your kids. Amen. (laughs) Or maybe it's not watching the basketball game that's on the TV and instead going outside and playing catch with your son. No. Playing catch with your son or maybe watching him ride your bike. There are things that we can put off to later. There are things that we can say, not right now, later. So recently, my husband and I were challenged with this. We'd been really busy for the past couple of weeks with stuff going on, and we could tell it was taking a toll on our kids, and we could tell that they needed time with us. And so we decided to set some time aside during spring break, and we cleared our calendars, and we cleared our schedule, and we took time off, and we said, this time is for our kids. And so we went to the park, and we went to Fiesta, Texas, and we did movie nights, and we went and got ice cream, and all the little things to let them know they were the most important. Now, during that time, I'll be honest, my house wasn't as clean as I wanted it to be. And the to-do list that I had didn't get done. And we had projects that we wanted done around the house that didn't get completed. But that's okay. In that moment, my kids were the most important thing. And they had to know that. They had to know that. And there are times that we as parents or as spouses have to put things aside and tell that person you are more important than the to-do list. You are more important than the other things I have going on. It speaks volumes. There are things we need to defer. And the fourth and final step is we need to delete. Delete. And verse 42 says, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. See, there are things that are not urgent and not important that we need to just delete from our calendars and delete from our schedules. They're time wasters. They're energy wasters. And I want to caution you that I think sometimes we get caught up in the ands of life. The ands. And I see this all the time with people. It's school and soccer and dance and cheer and, 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 and. And the list goes on. And somewhere along the way, we got so caught up in the things that there's no time for church. There's no time for God. And I see this because I talk to couples and I talk to families. I say, why don't you come out on a Wednesday night service so your kids can be in church? Oh, we don't have time for that. We've got this and this and this and this and this. Or, hey, why don't you come out to our family game day that's happening and spend some time with your kids and meet some other families in the church? Oh, no, we can't do that. We have this and this and this and this. And the ands have taken control. The ands have come in, and they run their life. And I think we need to take some of those ands, and they need a delete button. They need to come off the schedule. Because if they are competing with God and family, then they shouldn't be there to begin with. See, when I grew up with my, with my sister, 
we were in a pastor's home. And anytime we wanted to participate in anything, have an extracurricular activity, be a part of something at school, do something with our friends, it had to pass two questions in our family in order for us to do it. The first one was, does it take away time with the family? And the second was, does it take away time from God and church? And if we had if that thing made us say yes to any of those questions and the answer became yes, then that thing never made it on the calendar. It was never something that we did. Because early on, my parents decided the values for our family, and they said that family and God are the most important things. So if anything competes with family or God, it doesn't make it on the calendar. It doesn't make it into our home. And as a little kid, sometimes I didn't quite understand that. And it would frustrate me that maybe I didn't get to go and participate in something or be a part of a school activity or do a certain activity that I wanted to do with my friends. But now, as an adult, when I, grew, when I went out of the house and I began to start my own family, I found myself making decisions without even realizing it based on family and God. It became ingrained in who I was. And so when I got married and I had kids... It became something that we made decisions on, and now, today, that's the decisions we make with our kids. When they want to do something, if it competes with family or God, it doesn't make it on the calendar. There's things that we have to say no to. There's a delete button for them. Because we know and we understand for our family, those are two pillars and two values we will hold true. And so maybe there's some delete things you need to do in your life today. And you need to look at your schedule and you need to look at your calendar and say, wow, we've gotten so busy and I don't even know why we're doing these things. We intended them to be good. We intended them to create family time. But all they create is frustration. All they create is stress in the family. You see, time is non-refundable. It is not refundable. Use it with intention. Time is non-refundable. Use it with intention. You only get so much time. You only get so much time with your kids. You only get so much time with your family. That's all that we get is 24 hours. See, and recently, we just had, what, a couple weeks ago, daylight savings time. And we had to spring our clocks forward. And then twice a year, we spring forward, we spring back. And we either lose time or we gain time. And during that time, we adjust things in our life based on the time change. We adjust things in our life based on the time change. So maybe we adjust our kids' beds time because the time is changing. Or we adjust our clocks based on the time change. So we go around the house and we change all of the clocks and we change the appliance clocks, and we change the clock in our car, and we change our device clocks, and all of it twice a year. I know of a family that they actually don't change any of the clocks in their house because they say in seven months it's going to go back to the other time. So they leave it, and apparently they just for half of the year know the time is wrong. But we all experience time change. And during that time with daylight savings, you always hear this debate of are we losing time? Or are we gaining time? Are we losing time? Or are we gaining time? But really, if you really think about it, we never gain any time and we never lose any time. 
because all we have is 24 hours. That's all we have. All we have is 24 hours, and we're losing precious time. Some of us in this room are losing precious, precious time with our family. We don't spend it the way that we need to. We're making choices, and we're making decisions that are affecting our family, and we're losing that time. We're only going to get a specific amount of time with our kids, and then they're gone. You only have a moment of impact. You only have 24 hours a day. So what time change do you need to make? What time change do you need to make? Do you need to unclutter your life? Do you need to get rid of some of the urgent things that are controlling you, that are consuming every part of you? You live in a perpetual to-do list. You live in a perpetual, constant state of urgency. Or maybe you need to put the delete button on some things on your calendar. Because what started out with good intentions has turned into an and, and an and, and an and, and an and. And it consumes your life, and it controls your calendar. And there's no time. So as we close, I want to invite everybody to stand. And maybe tonight you've been listening and you're saying, you know, I hear you, and maybe there are some things that I need to change, but I don't know how to decide what's the better thing. When I'm presented with an opportunity, when I'm presented with an issue, when I'm presented with my time, I don't know how to choose between the busy and the better. What's the better? So I want to invite you to close your eyes for just a second. Clear everything out of your mind. Put aside everything that's going on and picture your family. Picture your family. See your kids. See your spouse. Maybe see your parents. And that picture that's in your mind right now, that is the answer to your question. The picture of your family answers the what is important question. What is the better choice? It's that picture in your mind. It's your family. That's who God has entrusted to you. That's who God gave you, your kids, your spouse, your parents. And you only have a limited amount of time. And we're losing time. So tonight I want to challenge you choose them choose that picture choose them when the situation comes up and the choice comes up press the delete button put things to the side and decide to put them first and if there are things that are competing with God and family they go to the side because they are who God has entrusted to you and it's your job to make sure they make it to heaven they are the most important. So let's decide today to put them first and make them the choice. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your people. I thank you for the opportunity that you have given us to be a part of a family. 
and how you've entrusted these people to us, God. You've entrusted our spouse and our children, and we are here to make an impact in their life, and it's a fleeting moment. And I pray today that we would decide to make them the better choice, that we would decide to put them first, that we would begin to delete some things, that we would begin to unclutter our life and put them first in every situation. God, I pray that you would make that clear to them today. Give them ideas on how to spend time together. Give them ideas on how to connect as a family. I pray today that you would bless your people, that we would decide and put each person in our family first. I thank you, and I pray that you bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Go in the love of the Lord. You are dismissed.